When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Crush. Charles W. Chuck Bryant here at our home studio at Pond City Market, Atlanta, Georgia, along with the sunny and bright and well-coiffed Noel. Thank you for commenting on my coiffery, Chuck. I appreciate that. I've been working on it. <laughs> well, Noel and I both have these uh, big dumb beards like all, all guys have. I can't wait for the day we look back at pictures and everyone goes, what, what the fuck were we all doing? Well, apparently beards are out, Chuck, but I've never oh, yeah. worn my beard for fashion. It is just strictly to hide my double chin. Oh, yes. I have quite a few chins under here as well, and it does a great job. But Noel used to have big shaggy hair too, but then – uh, you got it cut, what, six months ago or well, so? Well, I got a promotion at work, Chuck, and I had uh-huh. to, I had to, <laughs> the do had to match the, the yeah. resume, so. Yeah, they yeah. say dress for the job you want. In this case, it's cut your hair for the job you got. Exactly. <laughs> sort of reverse. And Alex just cut his hair. It looks very nice. He did. He's getting married soon. That might be why. Oh, okay. So that was his, uh, his lovely bride to be at the Christmas party. Yes, she's delightful. You're like, no, that was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex uh, is another guy we work with, a producer who did the music for my other podcast, Ridiculous History, which we get comments on all the time. He's another um, jack of all trades, how stuff works, super producer. Yeah, man, he's great, and Tristan is great. We have such an amazing team. Did all these guys come through you? They did, man. Oh, you can very, find them. Very lucky, very lucky to be able to give amazing people an amazing opportunity here. Well, and it's cool because all of these editors and engineers, like you said, jack of all trades. It's like. They're all musicians and, and, uh, I assume originally probably video and uh, film editors. Yep. Yeah. It's great. Uh, and Alex, by the way, is, uh, one of the lead hands on, uh, Atlanta Monster, which is our, 
a partnership with Tinderfoot TV and True Crime Show about the Atlanta child murders that has blown up the podcasting world. It's true. Setting the charts on fire. Yeah, I'm a fan, actually. I've been listening every week because I grew up during the Atlanta child murders. And even as a white suburban kid in Atlanta, it was scary at the time. You talked about that a good bit with your buddy Dave Willis, who also grew up in the area, about how that sort of was a specter hanging Uh over like parents didn't want you to go to the mall by yourself. Oh, yeah, man. It's a real thing. So uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, As you know, follow us on Facebook so you can interact with the show where we post questions and we call emails. And uh, we have a few segments that we're going to do today. And number one, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Called Grip This. It's a new one. I like it. (laughs) So the idea here is that uh, occasionally I will uh, explain something about the film industry and these weird uh, names and title job titles that you see on the movie screen in front of you. Because I take it for granted because I worked in the film industry that everyone knows what a dolly grip is and what a Foley artist is uh, and what a gaffer is. But um, a lot of people don't know this stuff. And we get emails from time to time saying, hey, you guys, you and Josh on Stuff You Should Know should do a podcast just explaining uh, what these jobs are in film crews. So I'm going to do that here. Uh, in this segment of Grip This, I'm going to talk about uh, the job of producer. And this is a, um, this is a weird, weird job in the movie industry because a producer can be everything from, uh, strictly the financier of your project all the way down to, and in that case, it would be an executive producer almost assuredly, uh, all the way down to an associate producer who uh, might just be someone who did you a favor. Uh, that allowed you to shoot one scene for a movie. And so in lieu of money, they might say, all right, we'll give you an associate producer credit. And uh, sometimes that works, believe it or not. So we're going to go through a few of these uh, various titles. Executive producer obviously is at the top. And like I said, uh, they could be the financier of the movie. They can be um, the the head of the studio that you are working with, um, like a Steven Spielberg, let's say. And as an executive producer in that case, it can it can run the gamut from someone who just says, I allow you to go make this movie with our studio um, to maybe they will even oversee parts of it and weigh in creatively at times or help make connections to um, actors or, or writers or pull the crew together as a director and maybe package it. It really there is no set script for what an executive producer might do that could be super involved or not very involved. And you see stars in TV shows get elevated to executive producer yeah. as they earn more cachet in Absolutely. the show, like uh, The Office. A lot uh-huh. of the main players at later seasons, you see them with executive producer credits. Yeah, that's a that's a true uh, uh, up-the-ladder type of thing. And actually, when Josh and I did our silly little TV show for Science Channel, one of the things that we negotiated was producer credit. Um I don't even know why. Just a little feather in the cap. Although we did do the job of producer. I mean, we were involved soup to nuts in that show. Uh, so executive producer, again, uh, might represent the studio. They might keep watch over it. Or maybe it's just symbolic uh, to give the movie visibility. Um, for instance, uh, George Clooney was an executive producer of the great, great movie Far From Heaven. Um, but he didn't – he wasn't really on the set um, making decisions – uh, but he did have something to do with it early on. So sometimes that will just give a little cachet. Uh, associate producer, like I said, well, let's go just with the regular producer title. This can be 
a lot of things because you can see a lot of producers listed on a movie. Um, but when I think of producer with just that title, I think of the main person who is working on this movie from beginning to end, hand in hand with the director, um, packaging the movie, working with the crew, or, casting, helping with casting, uh, really just sort of the partner of the director going into battle together to get this movie made. Um, since we're on Far From Heaven, uh, the great Christine Vachon was a producer of that, and she's one of the all-time great producers, um, has a stellar, stellar list of uh, credits to her name. And Christine Vachon is a feet-to-the-ground, get-down-to-it, nitty-gritty producer involved in every aspect of the making of the movie from the very beginning to the very end. Um, but producer can also mean you're just, you know, sort of involved or maybe one of the actors. Uh, assistant producer, they basically work on things that uh, the producers tell you to do. So it's just sort of a uh, almost like a co-producer. But then there's also a credit of co-producer and they share responsibilities, uh, responsibilities generally as a group and as a team of producers um, maybe take on some creative responsibilities. Another co-producer might handle more of the business. Um, but then you also have the line producer. And the line producer generally is handling uh, the budgetary things, uh, the, the physical aspects of the movie production, um, not as involved creatively, but they're really there day-to-day um, making sure that everything is – all departments have what they need. Uh, and, and have the money they need, uh, or, or in some cases they don't have the money and they have to figure out how to do it anyway. Uh, so that's the line producer. Um, the associate producer, like I said, can be, they can be involved, um, or it can be, like I said, like a title that you just throw out to someone who did you a little favor. Uh, it's like a courtesy title sometimes as a backer of the film. Uh, they may not play a major role at all. But sometimes they have worked on the movie. It's a very um, nebulous sort of gray area for a lot of these titles. I think you're starting to get that picture. Um, supervising producer, they can oversee uh, some of the other producers as they perform some of their duties. Uh, sometimes they may take the place of an executive producer or work for the executive producer. Uh, and then you have finally the coordinating producer and they coordinate the work of several producers. This <laughs> is starting to get that thing where you say the producer word so many times. Yeah. It starts to sound funny. <laughs> producer overload. Yeah. Uh, recording producers are, they're very valuable if a studio is producing, uh, related films. And the example here on how stuff works is uh, the movie Spider-Man. Uh, when you have, um, two related films being produced at the same time, um, like the, Pirates of the Caribbean or the Spider-Man movies or like when they did Lord of the Rings all together. Sometimes a coordinating producer might make sure all the various heads are talking to one another. Well, yeah, especially if there's like Marvel Cinematic Universe type stuff sure. where there has to be continuity from one movie to the yep. next and they have to know what the other crew is doing in order for the one crew to do it right. You know, so absolutely. Yeah. So that is a uh, grip this for this week. And but what's the best boy, Chuck? <laughs> oh, well, we'll get to that. All right. So hopefully that cleared things up, but I have a feeling I've just really confused everyone further on what a producer is.
I once met this guy, Dean Zanuck, who's the son of famed producer Richard Zanuck. Who, who also was related Jaws to Daryl Zanuck, I think. Yeah, and Dean was producing this movie, Get Low, with, that had Bill Murray in it. Yeah, and, I remember uh, that movie. It was good, but they shot it near my hometown of Augusta, uh-huh. Georgia, and I did a piece on it for public radio, and I got to go to the set. They shot it in a town called Crawfordville, uh-huh. and I kind of asked Dean what a producer was, and, or how do you become a producer? Right. And there was no real clear answer. That's an was, adorable question yeah, from you at exactly, that age, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, he was sort of like, you know, the ultimate answer was you, you're the son of Richard Zane. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it is a getting into the job of producer is kind of weird. And like Emily, my wife was a producer. She produced music videos. Uh, and in that case, the 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 path to producer is you usually start work as a PA and then you move up to uh, maybe production coordinator mm-hmm. And then you move up to production manager mm-hmm. or maybe UPM, unit production manager, and eventually you can get work as a producer. And then the line producer is sort of attainable too. Isn't that a little bit more sure. of a functional job kind Ab- of? Absolutely. Yeah, That's so. like you're, you're handling the money and the mm-hmm. budget and, uh, uh, and those, you know, like Emily's a producer, unfortunately wasn't super involved creatively. They are the people responsible for pulling off that job. Got it. Uh, and in the case of music videos, that is a tough, tough job. Or at least was back then. I don't even know if they still make music videos. Do People they? just all make them with their phones now. Okay, right. good. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. All right, segment two, we're going to move on to another edition of the Highlight Reel. This week, I'm going to highlight 
the wonderful, the amazing, the lovely and amazing, hint, hint, Nicole Holofcener uh, in her first three films specifically. Uh, Nicole Holofcener is one of my filmmaking heroes. She is from New York City and began her career uh, as a writer and director in 1996 with the independent film Walking and Talking uh, with a very young Catherine Keener and Liev Schreiber and Hesh, Todd Field and Kevin Corrigan. And it was in that, uh, I know I talk about it all the time, but that wonderful mid-90s period where independent film um, was burgeoning and really uh, kind of put itself on the map. And there were so many great, great movies made then. And Walking and Talking is certainly one of them. Uh, the story of these two best friends, uh, Catherine Keener and Anne Hesh, or Hesh. Is it Hesh? I think it's Hesh, yeah. And Hesh. Uh, I haven't seen her in a while. She's good. Or she can be. Yeah, it, it seemed like she kind of disappeared. Yeah. Oh, hmm. well, let's let's go find Anne Hesh sure. and put her on the show. I'm sure that'll do it. That'll put her right back on the star map. Wasn't she married to Ellen for a while? Or weren't they like an she, item? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I remember that. Um, so they play good friends and Leah Schreiber is the, is the friend of Catherine Keener and just sort of their life in New York as 20 uh, somethings and, uh, failed love affairs and romances. Uh, it's just a really, really great movie. Uh, five years later, it took five years, I imagine, because Nicole Holofsner is a woman in Hollywood in the mid nineties and there just was not and still is not enough opportunity for female writers and directors. So it took her five years after the great walking and talking to make lovely and amazing, which is a wonderful film with again, Catherine Keener, as you will see, she was become a staple in her movies. Uh, the great, uh, Brenda Blevin, uh, Emily Mortimer and, uh, the first movie from a, a young uh, woman or a young girl at the time, I guess, uh, Raven Goodwin. And it's a story of a mom and two daughters and a granddaughter and their life together. And it's just, again, so sweet and so real. And which is sort of a pattern you will see in uh, Nicole Holofsner's work. She just is able to tap into these real human emotions and get these great performances uh, out of all her actors. Uh, and then finally, movie number three, Friends with Money, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, and it's when Jennifer Aniston left Friends and took the uh, or when Friends ended and she took that uh, turn in her career where she wanted to do some um, smaller movies, some more independent films. And did really good, some really good quality movies during that period. And Friends with Money was certainly one of them. And it is the story of four sisters, Jennifer Aniston, Joan Cusack, uh, the wonderfully amazing Frances McDormand, and again, uh, Catherine Keener, one of my favorite actors. And they are four sisters, and it's about, uh, again, just their interpersonal relationships. And um, some are married, some are not. Uh, some are... Um, looking for love, like Jennifer Aniston's character, and uh, money. It's called Friends with Money because that is an, a theme of the movie. There's sort of an undercurrent of, of, and you don't see this in movies, which is what made this so real. Is and it's a real thing. It's like if some people have more money than others in a friend group, it can get weird, and uh, that's the case here. And it's just sort of a real life thing that you never see in movies. And in this case, Frances McDormand is has made a lot of money as a as a fashion designer, um, whereas Jennifer Aniston is, and I think Catherine Keener's character and her husband are also very well off in Los Angeles. And Jennifer Aniston is has not much money, and she's cleaning houses uh, to get by. And as the sister, you know, they try to do everything they can to help her out, but it's just a really interesting look at what money means when it comes to relationships with one another. 
Uh, but it's done in a very real way. It's not like they don't, you know, she doesn't beat you over the head, uh, with, with finance. <laughs> that makes sense. I thought bridesmaids did an interesting job of that as well. And their friend for group. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the deal. You know, oh, that's a thing. Time. Like yeah. Yeah. if, if a group of friends, if someone breaks out and has a lot of dough all of a sudden, it can make things really weird and uncomfortable. There can be jealousies involved for sure. And in this movie, uh, the, the ones with the money are very generous, but then uh, Jennifer Anson also doesn't want to take them up on that generosity. Whereas the people with the dough are, are kind of like, Hey, it doesn't matter to me, but to be in that position where money doesn't matter is very unique and uncomfortable when your sister or brother or friend does not have the money. So it's really interesting. Uh, it's called friends with money. And also just a quick shout out to uh, the movies that followed are also great. One called please give uh, again with uh, Catherine Keener and the great, great Oliver Platt uh, and Amanda Peet. And then she did the last movie with uh, James Gandolfini before he passed away uh, called Enough Said with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She has some great TV credits, too, like Six Feet Under. Oh, yes. a few episodes. And uh, I want to say she did some Parks and Rec and uh-huh. uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt yep. and Enlightened, which I think is a little bit of an underappreciated show with um, – Oh, dude, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. That is, was one of yeah. my favorite, favorite shows. Mm. In fact, you know, I'm going to save that one for the highlight reel. Enlightened was so great. Awesome. Uh, and also, um, she directed, uh, Nicole Holofsner directed the pilot for One Mississippi, uh, the great, great show that I'm about to talk about right now on Stream This. All right, as we finish up with Stream This and Comment Card, uh, as I mentioned, One Mississippi Season 2 is what I'm going to highlight this week. Uh, the wonderful Tig Notaro, who was uh, in Episode 2 of Movie Crush. And if you haven't listened to that one, the numbers are a little lower for that one because it was very early on. Um, but if you haven't, go back and listen to the Tignataro episode because the setup for that uh, very quickly is uh, she came in here and right before we recorded uh, and hit record, she got the call that she was cancer-free, uh, the call that she had been waiting on from her doctor. And as any fan of Tig knows, she's um, been through the ringer with her health and her life. And she is laid bare all up on stage, quite literally, actually. And um, it's been very upfront about her battle with cancer and her struggle. So I come in to record. She's literally crying in the studio and no one knows what's going on. And as it turns out, that was the there were tears of joy because she'd gotten the cancer free call. And we launched right into recording about the movie Mask. So it's a show I'm super proud of. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that, go back. But uh, Tig Show, One Mississippi, is just great. Um, it's a story of her uh, going back to her hometown in Mississippi after her mother has passed. Again, autobiographical. And um, season two really makes great strides with her relationship with uh, a local woman there working at the radio station who is her real-life wife, uh, Stephanie. And they are just have obviously chemistry um, off-screen, so they have it on-screen as well. And Stephanie's just... Uh, adorably wonderful on that show. And I just saw her in a Super Bowl commercial too, which is kind of funny. I was like, wait, there's Stephanie. Good for her making some big dough. Uh, and she, you know, continues to bond with her brother character on the show and come to terms with her mother's widowed husband, which is a, a problematic and strange relationship. So one Mississippi season two just continued to build on uh, the great foundation they laid in season one. And if you haven't seen it on uh, Amazon, you can stream it now. And very sadly, I just found out that it was not renewed. So that's all we're going to get of One Mississippi. Oh, 
man. Which really bumps me out. Do you out. think it's the, the Louis backlash? No, I don't think so. I no. think, um, you know, I think it just didn't get renewed. Yeah. Smallish audience from what Tig said. I can see that. Very loyal audience though. Yeah. She has very loyal fans. Uh, myself included. And here's kind of a cool thing, dude. I was, uh, I saw her post on Facebook that she, there's a club in LA called Largo. Do you know Largo? Of course. Yeah. And Josh and I performed at Largo. It's right there in Hollywood and it's known for just, uh, some of the best, uh, comedy shows and, uh, they, they curate just some of the best shows in town. And Largo, she had a picture of her sitting on the couch there uh, backstage and she said, when my mother passed away, I had all of her furniture and stuff, and I didn't know what to do with this couch. I had no room for it. So I called, I can't remember the owner and proprietor of Largo, but uh, she said I called him up, and he said, hey, you can keep it here. So she had her picture taken uh, on that couch, which was her dearly departed mother's couch. And I saw that, and I was like, man, I have sat on that couch, and I had no idea that it was Tig's mom's couch. So it was just very cool. Uh if you love Tig and you, you, then you definitely love her story of her and her mother's relationship. So it was just kind of, kind of neat for me to be like, wait a minute. I've been on Tig's mom's couch. Well, Largo was the spot where she recorded all those specials, I think. Yeah. Like early on. The, for sure. That became the big, the stuff that she was known for on This American Life and all that. Telling, Absolutely. Telling her story. Yeah. Largo's great. I have never been. I, I really like to. It's cool. Well, you go to LA a lot now, so. I, yeah. John Bryan, you know John Bryan, the film composer? Yes. He does like a monthly gig uh-huh. there. I, I've always heard that it's amazing. I'd really like to go see him do that. Yeah. He, um, did a lot of P.T. Anderson music uh-huh. and produced the good Fiona Apple records. Yep. And he's in that crowd, the Largo yeah. crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. is what I call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the, the, well, it's not new now, but this is the second location for Largo. When I lived in LA, it was a even smaller venue in Hollywood, uh, where I, um, saw Rufus Wainwright play very early on. It was almost like a piano bar. Uh, it was very cool. It was one of the first dates I went on with Emily. They call it Largo at the Coronet now, I think. Is that yeah. the differentiation there? Yeah, because it's the old Coronet Theater. I got it. Uh, one of the old great Hollywood theaters. Cool. So, uh, yeah, One Mississippi Season 2. Stream it on Amazon. Support Tig Notaro and all her efforts because she is the best. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Finally, we'll finish up with comment card. I got a couple of emails here that I call from Facebook. This is from Vanessa Lopez. Hi, Chuckers and Noel. Noel, you're officially a cast member. That's so cool, man. Isn't that great? Appreciate it. Uh, I've listened to stuff you should know for years, and I'm loving Movie Crush. It's fun hearing the conversations about how much these movies mean to each of your guests. People always say the book is better than the movie. Is there a movie that comes to mind that you think was actually better than the book? For me, it's Misery. Not even Stephen King could write a character creepier than Kathy Bates played. Good one. It is a good one. So this one was hard for me because I haven't read a ton of books that later became adapted into films. Uh, but of the ones I have read, I can't say that they were better, but I will say they were as good as I could have hoped, uh, mainly because I read good books. Um, I went to look on- online just to see get some inspiration. And typically like the list is like the Godfather and Jaws Mm -hmm. and these things that were kind of popcorn summer books that were made into really great movies. But I read really good books to begin with. So it's kind of hard to say, well, no country for old men, because that was a great, great book and a great, great movie. I think it's all about the way it handles the source material. And sometimes if it like can paint this picture visually that is so arresting, then it's almost like you can say, this medium told the story better in a right. way. Right. Yeah. Know. Well, I mean, if they, if they managed to bring it to life in a way and cast it, casting is so important because when you read a book, or at least I do, I almost always cast it in my brain from like Hollywood, you know, actors. Yeah. I usually don't read a book and just think of just some random, you know, face. I think in some ways the Game of Thrones TV show is better than the books because the books oh, yeah? get mired down in a lot of these real flowery, overly long descriptions of yeah. like, tables of food and stuff uh-huh. and where in the book it's like you can describe a banquet table in five pages in the movie or in the tv show you, you just see the it. camera pans over it and you're done with the food you know so. yeah that's always really interesting for me to see that happen like the thing in the book that is so uh well described that could just be a shot or not even in the movie at all uh so for me as a tie i'm gonna go with no country for old men uh i'm gonna go with uh the virgin suicides the great book and movie uh the book from jeffrey eugenides and the movie from Sofia Coppola, um, great, great adaptation. Uh, there's a book and movie called Jesus's Son uh, with Billy Crudup, a little independent film. Um, really, really great book of almost little independent short stories. And the director, Allison McLean, managed to um, tie and weave these stories together in a, in a great way in the movie. That It was one of those when you read the book, I thought it would be pretty challenging. Uh, and Jesus's Son from 1999, really, really good movie. 
And also, I mean, one of the great casts, I don't know how she got such a cast for an independent movie, but it has not only Billy Crudup, Samantha Morton, Holly Hunter, Dennis Hopper, Dennis Leary, um, Michael Shannon, a young Michael Shannon before That's anyone right. knew him. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black is in the movie. Yeah. It's just got He's a, the orderly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I won't ruin that. No, no, no. That's a movie that's like every like it's like equal parts heartbreaking and hilarious yeah. and like full of joy and uh-huh. it's just kind of runs the gamut, but not in like a way that's like overly kind of overwrought, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Agreed. So. Wonderful movie. Uh and then To Kill a Mockingbird, to go back in time a bit. Great book, great movie. Uh and then finally American Psycho. Um I read American Psycho in college when it came out. And this is a weird one in that I was terrified reading this book. And then when the movie came out as a dark comedy, I had to completely rethink the eyes through which I had read it. Mm-hmm. Did you see or read? I didn't finish that book because uh-huh. it was just – it was like so horrific and yeah. misogynistic and it was just – I almost was like, what if someone reads this over my shoulder that I'm reading right now? <laughs> They're going to think I'm like the sickest human being alive. Yeah. And the movie doesn't have, like in the book, it's just so graphic that mm-hmm. it's just like you can't even imagine. And the movie really pairs it down and plays up the uh, the dark comedy aspect. And I, I love, I like that movie a lot. I haven't seen it in years. I wonder yeah. if it holds up. Uh, Yeah, it's good. I mean, again, I, I never thought of it as a dark comedy at all. And it, it's one that really made me go back and rethink everything. Mm. Um. But it, I guess it is a dark comedy. Female director as well. Yes. Yeah, I think that's about the only way you could make that movie. You know, because it is brutally misogynistic and awful about a serial killer who preys on uh, women. Well, he preys on men too, but yeah, pretty pretty bad stuff. And somehow managed to, to wreak some comedy out of it. And that's Mary Heron. Ah, that's Mary Heron who, yeah, off, off mic, I thought Mary Heron had directed Jesus' son. Getting all the ducks in a row, everyone. Uh, so that is it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Noel, as always, for the insight. And this week we have, oh boy, everybody, hold on to your hats. I went to New York City and I got into a studio with the great Tony Shaloub. The Tony Shaloub? Well, he certainly looked like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting, Chuck. I can't wait to hear that one. Yeah, it was Tony Shaloub and we talked about the sting. So uh, I know Tony through a friend from high school. And he hooked this up, and Tony was awesome and a big thrill. Like, he's a legit, like, uh, I almost want to say legend of TV and film. Guy's been around forever and been in a million things. I think legend is utterly a fair characterization. All right. Uh, so Tony has talked about The Sting, which is a great movie, and this is now marks the second Newman and Redford uh, directed by George Roy Hill pick after Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And Tony loved this thing, and so did I, and it was a really great interview. So, brush up to crush out this week, and thanks for joining us. Right, Noel? Yeah, man. It's always a pleasure. All right, we'll see you guys next week. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, 
eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.